welcome back to a little bit about podcast. This is episode two. Um, in this podcast, we're going to be we talk about our origin stories and why we ended up moving to Sweden and all the decisions that went into that move. Um, and uh, yeah, um, I think you'll find it quite interesting. Thanks. Bye. We've got um, some coffee and donuts, and we are ready to have a chat to just talk about who we are, first of all, and why we're here. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, Jill, do you want to kick us off telling us your little story? How long have you been here? My little story. Um, so, I've been here for just over two years now in Stockholm. Um, and the reason I moved here was because I met a Swede in London. And uh, the Swede uh, had already lived in London for like a couple of years, and so had I, and then we ended up. Uh, deciding after eight years of living in London together to move to Stockholm. Cool. And at that point, we decided that we wanted to start a family. Hmm. And we couldn't afford to live in London anymore, like who can these days? Absolutely. And we bought a house in Stockholm. And that's it, the rest of the situation. Little is Bear Abroad was, well, Little Bear. That's who my daughter is, by the way. <laughs> Should have yeah, mentioned that before. <laughs> Um, little bear uh, was born in Stockholm, so she's a true Swede. So little bear abroad, the magazine or the baby came first. The baby came first. The baby came first. The baby yeah. came first. The real baby, the real life the human baby, baby came yeah. first. Uh, and then when I was on maternity leave, I just could not find any information in English. That was a problem. I was really new in Sweden. I was a new parent. I couldn't find any information about all the kind of like uh, bureaucratic stuff, the welfare stuff, the school stuff, mm. open up for schoolers, playgroups, meetups, whatever. I just couldn't find any information about mm-hmm. it. So that's why I started writing about it because, yeah, well, nobody else seemed to be doing it at the time. And now there's a wealth of information online on littlebearabroad.com. Yes. Um, which has got everything from um, open fresh schoolers mm-hmm. to uh, what to wear in the winter. Yep. And about education yeah. and about healthcare. So the serious uh, stuff and the fun stuff. Exactly. Too. Exactly. So we cover everything. We try and do we try and do a little bit of both. Um, and also stuff to do, like, you know, what's what's out there in Stockholm? What mm. can you what events are there to do? Like, uh, you know, what can I do this weekend? We've got a whole weekend itinerary section which covers yeah. off things that are happening uh, specifically each weekend. Um, and you can like, you can literally plan your whole, your whole weekend. Well, I have. I've pretty much planned my whole summer based on the what to do this weekend. So we've had five weeks off just now with my whole family, um, two kids, myself, my husband. Amazing. They've all gone back now and we're all back to work. But it has been a great source of planning for Ah, us. I'm so pleased. So, so good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, my story yes, is that yeah, you want to hear about what what we got up to. Well, we moved here last April, um, and we had no idea where we were going to live. We didn't really know Stockholm very well. My husband is from slightly further north. Um, in Yevla. In yeah, Yevla. Mm-hmm. Um, we've spent the last ten, twelve years in London um, mm. and, and southeast of England, southwest even, um, and just decided that the time is right to make the move. Mm. Two young kids under four um, and all found a great job and we decided to go for it. So um, here we are. We found a, uh, found a house. Mm. We moved here first and then we found our home mm. um, and we're really, really happy. Um, generally, it's been, it's been great. There are 
amazing perks. There are also cultural differences that yeah. you know you'd never imagine, but we will be touching on those at some point. Yeah, I'm sure. I think I think that's one of the reasons why we wanted to start this podcast is to yeah. just is to is to acknowledge the differences and to allow other people to acknowledge the differences. So even though you decide and you actively make the choice to move with a spouse or without a spouse or mm. you know to Sweden, um, you're allowed to say it's crap sometimes, yeah, you know, absolutely. and even if that does sound as though it's coming from a place of privilege, um, I think everybody's yeah. allowed You'd never to have imagine. a space, everybody's ha- allowed to have a space to, 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 to vent their frustrations and to, yeah. to really, you know, express how they truly feel about the situation that mm. they find themselves in, because I don't think you can ever really prepare yourself for no what it's going to be like to move to a different country. Absolutely, and it doesn't have to be you know, necessarily Sweden that you're moving to, it could be anywhere, but what, we've, what I've really realised is that, you know, I've been visiting Sweden for the last 15, 12, 15 years, and it's only moving here where I've started to really notice the cultural differences and the, just the day-to-day, day-to-day things that, you, you know, are just so different to the way perhaps I'd have done things at home. Mm. Um, some of them are 100% better, and some of them... Are just different, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, but that's all part of the process of the learning. And it's only it's still early days for us. We've been here for less, you know, just over a year. Um, so lots to learn. But that's where Little Bear Abroad comes in. It's brilliant in terms of um, showing me around the city that I'm now calling home. Um, you know, enabling me to just, you know, find the things that are, yeah that I love and that I want to do, like coffee shops. Yeah, restaurants when I get a chance. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, and that's definitely the the goal of Little Bear Abroad is to just be a a, a helping hand, yeah. a little uh, a little guided digital guide to you know how to get the most out of Stockholm, yeah. especially when you've got a, you're a young family with 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 kids. Um, that's what it's geared geared towards, um, and and but it's also a, a a kind of digital copy about. Our, my journey, our journey, mm. um, and also I want it to be a space to acknowledge that you know it's it's okay to to find things a bit tough too, um, especially when you've got a family involved and there's a family um, you have to take care of. But what was it? What were the conversations around moving to Sweden? Like, what was the actual the de- deciding factor? I mean, was it you know what yeah. what made you leave? Your friends, family, you know, the place that you knew and loved and you'd grown Absolutely. up and Yeah. Well, oh gosh, it's a it's a complicated one, um, and it's not complicated at the same time. I mean, Ulf and I have been together for um, you know, a good twelve years. Mm. And we met in Scandinavia, um, we travelled extensively and then we moved back to the UK. So it's always been about compromise for one of us. Yeah. Um we I went back to work um, and all started studying in London and um, we had an amazing you know, 10 years living there, probably a bit less than that actually together. I'm from London originally. Um, but once all had finished university we were like, well, you know, I was pregnant actually at the time and I was just about to, to have my first baby um, and he had, he had just got his, his first job leaving uni. Um, and it was he was finding it quite hard actually to find jobs in Sweden. I think he was looking, but um, because we were in in the UK, it was just sort of more natural to, to progress into a first career there. So we ended up moving down to southwest of England um, and spent four glorious years living down there. But 
being from London and needing a little bit more than the country life, I was craving, you know, a bit of a bit of city, mm. but not necessarily wanting to go back to London. You know, yes, it was expensive. But mm. Secondly, we'd always thought in the back of our heads that we would go to Sweden um, before we had kids, actually, but it just never it just never happened because life yeah. took over. Yeah. Um, so we spent a good year and a half, maybe two years, looking for the right job, the right location. Um, I then had my second child. We finally found the right job. We spent, you know, summers doing road trips across southern Sweden, looking at different towns. Mm, Could we live mm. here? Could we see ourselves? All for two interviews. Um, so you guys really went in for the whole research and and yeah, and, um, and you were pre- you were preparing for a long time to come over I think here. Be, I'd be, I personally had been preparing for a long time. I think we knew both of us in the back of our heads that. You know, he had made such a massive sacrifice for me to come to the UK mm. that I was willing. You know, I'm a bit of a nomad anyway. I've lived in the Caribbean. I've lived, you know, all over the place, and I was ready to to have a new adventure. And yeah. oh my goodness, I made the most amazing friends on maternity leave down in Dorset. They still are my best friends ever. Yeah. Um, and we stay in touch, and they've been out to visit. Yeah. Um, and my goodness, I miss them like crazy. Um, you know, so it's one of those things that. I tend not to dwell too much on on the mm. on the what ifs. I just kind of grab the bull by the horns. I think as well having the kids and wanting them to be bilingual helps because it meant that we had this push behind us that you know yeah um, we just got to go for it basically. So you know that's kind of my nature that I just like to grab the bull by the horns and go for it. Um, and like I said, we didn't have anywhere to live, but we felt it was important that we had a job to mm. go to. At least Ulf did as um, I was mm. on maternity leave. Plus, I worked for myself, so I knew that I could take my business with me wherever. Mm. Um, so that was our main, you know, we found mm. the job and we just, mm. we had like six months to pack the bags and get ready to go. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. I mean, so that's a, com- it's a completely different, completely different story from, 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 from our guys. story. Because if somebody had said to me five years ago, you'll be with a Swede. <laughs> Well, not a bit longer than that, but you'll be you'll be living in Sweden yeah. with a Swedish baby and a Swede. Yeah, I just I wouldn't have believed them. No, well, I still have that sometimes, you know. Like <laughs> I was rubbish at languages at school, but somehow I managed to like get by in Sweden, you know, with my with my basic Swedish. But um, yeah. you know, someone has said to me, "You'll be married to a foreigner, living in a foreign land, living uh, speaking foreign language every day." I would not have believed them, and I don't think anyone would have believed them either. Yeah, um, but we're doing it, and that's such a feat. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, and I think that's something that is really important to remember: is what we've achieved, um, especially you know, but anyone who moves to a different country and starts sets up a new life, yeah, with a family, is is just is achieved incredible things. Absolutely. Even if even if they even if they they're not working or they haven't, um, you know, achieved what they wanted to achieve in a key, in a career, you, you you've done the equivalent, but. With, yeah. But with a family, I mean, yeah, it's it the guts. it takes massive yeah. guts to do I, it. I really don't think there are that many of my in my social group that could do what I've done. Mm. Um, you know, especially in your thirties, it's different in your twenties. I say to go overseas, traveling with your boyfriend, girlfriend, and settle and have a get a job. You know, when you're in your thirties, you've generally made your mark in a career or a job. Yeah, you've potentially have family um you've made your friends like yep. you know a lot of your friends you will be lifelong friends of course it's always you know new friends friends to be made yep. um which i am doing right now and hope to continue to do mm. um but you know for us like one of the major things for us 
um, down the downside again goes back to compromise was leaving my family uh, taking the kids away from my family actually yeah. their grandparents so yeah you know and um, you know it's just it, it is sad when you dwell on it I don't dwell <laughs> mm. because I don't think you can I think like, yeah I think that's one yeah. of the things that you have to you have to be quite resilient to is, is dwelling about dwelling on those harsh realities that come yeah. along with moving to a, like moving to a different country is with family yeah. Um, in other parts of the world but I mean we're fortunate in so many respects you know we do both come from the UK yeah. it's a two hour plane ride away it is and um, you know they, they you know Lidl's got this British week on at the moment yeah. so there are little perks you know they, they don't forget about us completely over here <laughs> um, but I know it's not just British you know there's obviously lots of Americans yeah. and Australians yeah um, and, and I think that yeah that's a whole French, I mean yeah uh, it's and I, as I say you know there are people who live here that have got family who live a couple of days around the world exactly so absolutely. you know I, I consider myself to be very fortunate in that respect yeah. but um, yeah for us the, the, it was I if I'm totally honest I don't think I really thought that too much about it mm. At the time when I was living in London, it was exotic. Was it? Was did it have that sort of feeling? No, of it wasn't even. Do you know it was escape? Escape. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, for me, I was in. Uh, I just spent the last eight years, eight to ten years rather, um, in a job that I hated. Yeah. Working with people that I didn't really like. It's a good um, to go. Living in a city that I wasn't massively fond of. I mean, I like London, but I think living in it. I don't think you see it or you experience it the same way as, as um, tourists do or, or visitors yeah. do. Um, and I felt burnt out, mm-hmm. massively, massively burnt out. I'd spent a good portion of that eight years stressed out of my head. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I've been quite honest about that since, since doing it. I mean, hindsight is a wonderful thing when you have it, isn't it? But I mean, I was mm-hmm. so stressed before I moved to London the, to Sweden that I think actually... Uh, buying a house, having a baby, and you know, moving to a different country was easier. Was less stressful for me than the job yeah, that I had before. How, you must have done that all within like six months or something. Well, so I remember when you arrived here. Pregnant, so I was about six months pregnant when I arrived yeah. here. Um, yeah, yeah, we did it. We knew, we knew two years prior to we knew that the the lease on our flat that we rented in London was up. Mm. And then we decided that after that two years, we were either going to buy somewhere or we were going to move to Sweden. Okay. So it hadn't still been decided at that point. And it was only until I think it was about, yeah, maybe eight months before. Okay. So I wasn't pregnant then. But I, I mean, I remember, I remember handing my notice into my mm. work and still not knowing if we were going to move because we still hadn't bought a place in Stockholm. Mm. Um, and we only bought a place in Stockholm two months before we moved. Okay. And um, so had, had your husband, did he have a job here when you moved? Or? Well, he worked for a Swedish company at the time. This yeah. is quite interesting. He worked. He was working in London for a Swedish company. Mm-hmm. And they had always promised him that when he wanted to go back to Stockholm, yeah. he could go and he could transfer if he wanted to. Mm-hmm. So that we were quite fortunate in that respect. Um, it was just unfortunate that two months after we arrived, he was made redundant. <laughs> so it was great timing you know I just had a baby he didn't have a job that was you know but yeah um it all worked out and it all worked out in the end Mm. but um yeah it was a it was an interesting first four or five months living in 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 Sweden uh but again 
I, you know, I still remember it going, I never, I never remember feeling massively stressed. Mm -hmm. The only thing I was stressed out about was the fact that I had a new baby. Well, that was something to occupy yourself with, I think. Definitely. Definitely. So what month did you move in, just out of interest? So we moved, uh, I remember it was the 11th of January. Okay, yeah. So we, yeah, we moved in April. Yeah. And I was adamant that we were not going to be moving in the winter because I couldn't cope with... I don't blame you. you. You know, living probably we were, when I moved over, we were living in a cabin mm. in a little Stugan, um, you know, outside of Stockholm, with mm. you know, in the middle of nowhere. So I just couldn't have done that, you know, with nobody around me, yeah. um, not totally knowing agree. where I was going with my future or anything. Totally um, agree. So I think that for anyone that's thinking of moving out there, mm-hmm. I personally would recommend leaving it till spring summer. Um, to, to be able to, well at least spring would be best because then you have the summer to acclimatise. Yeah. I remember last year, we had the most amazing summer because it was so fresh, it was kind of like a honeymoon period. But that's, um, it's interesting you say that because that's what they call it, when you move abroad yeah. you go through this kind of honeymoon period uh, of it feeling kind of like a holiday. Yeah it was, we, you know, we, we had a brand new house, um, we could, we had, the weather was amazing, um, we had a hot tub in the garden. We have a hot tub in the garden. That makes it. I'm looking at really, it right now, and I'm so it. jealous. <laughs> like a holiday. Um, you know, I did catch TBE though at the end of last summer. Which, Added bonus, which, not. Well, no, but you know, I had a, I had first-hand experience of the hospital service, so we can talk about that another time. Yeah. But um, they were very good, and they looked after me, and I was fine. But uh, yeah, but that was like mm. all in one year getting it all in one year but that's that but i think do you not find that i think that often happens to people is yeah, that yeah. the the major milestones in one's life can often happen yeah like absolutely uh, very very either at the same time or very very close together yeah yeah i i look back on it and i go i cannot believe i bought a house had a baby and moved to a different mm, country mm. in the space of six months no absolutely i think though there are a couple of things that i wanted to touch on actually which were um how lucky I feel well I don't know I feel lucky because it's taken a weight off my shoulders having a Swedish partner I know many people choose to move here with their partners because they are looking for something different or better um, um, or they are single um, and they don't have a Swedish partner um, but I feel like I've really had a weight lifted off my shoulders absolutely um, by having having my Swedish partner to help absolutely. me out with you know getting through all the bureau yeah stuff um, I could not agree with know, you more from I, yeah. child allowance to setting a bank account to getting a personal ID number I mean it is a little bit of a minefield I'm not the best when it comes to that kind of stuff my dyslexic brain mm, no I, I couldn't um, agree with you more I think it's uh, I, I do consider myself to be enormously yeah. fortunate in that respect because I I mean poor Poor man, he he literally does everything. I know that we've spoken about this. In the I know. Past. It's a bit so in a way, we're actually unlucky because we need to, we should really be able to do that. <laughs> I am I am trying to like teach myself, and I yeah. do answer the phone in Swedish these days, and I speak to the UPS man a lot when I've got shipments going out. You know, and we can. No, we're, we're, we're good. We get we get on well. I can speak to him in Swedish. It's fine. I am getting better. I just bank. To- you know, I can speak to the bank in Swedish just about. Yeah, just about. <laughs> but it's the it's my fear of like using electronic banking or internet banking is like you know by ac- accidentally putting it into somebody else's account or pressing oh, the wrong button and deleting yeah, yeah. funds, deleting you, like, you funds. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> this this truth. It's the truth. It's but no, I I I you know I'm. 
we're lucky we in have awe, those yeah, yeah yeah and i'm in awe of i'm in total awe and 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 massive respect of people who come over here um whether or not it's for for work or for lifestyle um, uh, or or absolute you know humanitarian yeah. uh, reasons uh, yeah, and sure. are setting and doing this on their own yeah. it's an enormous i mean it's incredibly courageous it is it is you know it, i feel like i'm courageous doing this what we're doing but um you know those guys who do it without a second thought for you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They are very courageous. And the other thing I was going to talk about was um, the the kids, because we've got three kids between us. I'm expecting another one in November. Yep. Um, when I moved over, my children were above open fresh schooler age, so they were actually starting fresh schooler, mm. um, which is like childcare mm. over here, so uh, preschool. So I didn't have a network. Um, of mums with babies of a similar age for me to tap into because it's not like it, it is in the UK you know my mum would say oh you'll meet friends at the school gate and but it just doesn't happen because often the mums or dads are working and they yeah. do not pick their kids up from school yeah or they pick them up late because they're in like evening clubs because they're working or a grandparent would pick them up so there's not the same social social environment you know at and, at the, and at the same time it's just a cultural difference as well is that cultural, people yeah. just People don't speak at the school gate. Yeah, you don't. And that's but and, and it, that's not a criticism in any way, shape, or form. It's just that is just part of the culture. That's Absolutely. just a, a a thing that you know you get quite used to. Yeah. So I just spend a lot of my first year here, um, last year, not really, just kind of acclimatizing and not really feeling like I want to make friends yet because I just left so many of my amazing friends back home and I'd have a, had a lot of visitors, family and friends. I just felt like I I was full of all of full of love from them. I didn't really want any more at that point. I wasn't ready to, to let it all in. But now, I'm in, since like Christmas time, when I started to meet you guys and mm. some other friends yeah. of ours, yeah. and I'm sort of realizing that now is the right time. I'm, I'm, I'm mentally ready to start you know, building friendships mm. And, mm. Um, um, and having a baby now in November, I'm really looking forward to what that the doors it will open for me in yeah. terms of yeah. you know meeting like-minded mothers whether they're you know whatever um, nationality they are yeah. you know I hope to be able to to meet everybody my, my daughter's now speaking Swedish my son's speaking Swedish mm. Mm. and English um, mm. Mm. this baby's going to be born in Sweden the first one so it's going to be completely different yeah. you know, environment and lifestyle for me November baby so it's, you know going to have to need a lot, a lot of uh, a lot of cake Love cake. Getting through, the Getting through the winter. Through the winter. A lot of visits from you know my friends. Um, and I, 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 it's an interesting thing to touch on actually the children, um, mm. because I, you know, I think a move like a move a move abroad, a, a change in culture, a change in uh, in place, um, in uh, in school, in friends, and so on. It it shows. To me, anyway, or what I, I see it around me and with your kids and with yeah. other friends' kids, how incredibly resilient they are. Yeah, it's so I incredible. mean, it's like they they truly are. I I think. I mean, I look to them and I go, my God, we should all take a leaf out of their book mm-hmm. because they they do just have. You know, they may have some adjustment a period or you know a slight issue or but god they just they don't have the baggage that Mm -hmm. you know we all carry around with us about 
perceptions and about people viewing us and, and all this kind of how things done, should be done. And it's just it does you know you kind of go wow if if they can do it then we all should try and be a little yeah. bit more more like them. It's amazing. Absolutely. Um, yeah. No. My, just listening to my kids now after you know I've been speaking to them probably you know in Swedish since they were born hmm. on and off but he's pretty anglicised as well so you know he, he likes to slip back into English and we generally speak English at home um, and you know the kids will speak Swedish and then they'll switch to English and mm. then our friends will come over mm. and they'll switch back to Swedish mm. um, so they are so resilient with all of it and they, they seem to enjoy it they yeah. don't seem to see it as a chore um, school starts for one of them next next year so that's we'll scary see how that goes yeah Mm. but I think it's something that I would like to discuss a little bit more in future yeah. about, um, about kind of uh, psychology and about how different people sort of you know cope with things and, and, and so on especially with children mm-hmm. do definitely do a whole thing and I'd also really like to talk a little bit more about um, kids and language um, yeah. especially because you know we we're in a bit of a different situation from maybe a lot of people out there where they've got, you know, we've got a partner who is actually Swedish yeah. um, and who speaks native Swedish with our kids. Whereas, mm-hmm. you know, people who may, who live in Stockholm who are both uh, uh, international yeah. from different countries and their child is at a Swedish school or is learning a bilingual school. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be really interested to hear how they are experiencing their ch- child learning yeah, because language. they are they are learning Swedish yeah. at a rate of other Swedish children. Yeah, so. but does that make them bilingual or does it make them multilingual? It's a really different, difficult question. Yeah. Um, question to, to ask. But anyway, yeah. that's definitely something that we'll cover off in a later episode. Look forward to those episodes. Yeah. Okay, so um, if you'd like to continue following us, um, please do. And you can also listen in uh, at iTunes. Um, if you really like this episode, please rate us. Five star rating, please, please, please. Um, and also uh, go head over to our website, um, littlebearabroad.com um, to find out more information about what we do um, and to obviously listen to the other podcasts too. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. Next week, we're going to be joined by a lady called Franziska Engel. Um, She's a mindfulness teacher, and she's also a psychologist. Um, We're going to be discussing culture shock and all the things that it can do to you and horrible places that it can take you, Um, but more importantly, some ways to recognize it and some ways to overcome it too. So I really hope you can join me next Tuesday for another episode of the Little Bear Broad podcast. Bye.